Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I'm joined by Jay Dillon. Jay, welcome. Thank you, Amy, for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. Oh, it's brilliant. And we were just trying to work out how to introduce Jay, what sort of title to give him. And we just decided that we'd just go with Amazing Guy. (laughs) That's really, I appreciate that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, you know, we all wear so many hats in life and it is difficult and we don't like to be defined by any one particular title. And actually, we're some of all of the things that we do. So why don't you just share with us what it is you're doing right now? Yeah, so I'm a business person, an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a mentor as well, podcaster, public speaker, an investor into businesses and into property. So that's what I do in a nutshell. Brilliant. And what keeps you most entertained or, or busy right now? My children, definitely. My two children keep me entertained, especially lockdown at the moment. Um, but I think for me at the moment, it's the growth of the brand. I mean, we'll go into the business I work with at the moment, but generally speaking, I think just reaching out, connecting with people on a, on a higher level than me, sharing the message, uh, the media company we've set up. So a variety of things. Obviously, you're a property investor, so that always keeps you busy with you know things that are happening at the moment with the property world. Um, I can say my, my day is really mixed with different kind of challenges, but you know I won't have it any other way. And you mentioned about connecting with people on a, a higher level. What does that actually mean? Yeah, so for me, my life has, my business life as well, it's been a rare mentors, um, speaking to mentors, getting that knowledge, people who are ahead of the game with me, as well as passing it down to people who are starting their, their journey. So for me, it's just having a conversation, seeing what they're up to, seeing what they're doing, see how they're looking at things differently. And then passing that message through my podcast is one avenue and through the people I work with. And who are the people that you're working with right now, Jay? So we, on, on a mentees or mentors? Both. Yeah, so mentees, we've got, I, I work with a handful of different type of mentees. Um, they work through um, on a one-to-one basis with me. Um, you'll probably know quite a few, if I name them, but just to, to keep them somewhat confidential, it's fair enough. And with mentors, I have quite a few mentors I work with. Uh, Mike Osborne is, is a mentor of mine. He's been with me for quite a while. I'm generally on the podcast, you know, I've interviewed so many people now. So I could list so many that you could go through and have a conversation with. Um, but now more is it's more friendships, if that makes sense. Because obviously I've been in business such a long time now and they've helped me on my journey. So, I mean, to name, I could probably name loads. Uh, but I would say people on my podcast, if you've got my podcast, you'll see the names that I work with at the moment. And why is it important for you to always be furthering your knowledge and, and growing? I think the day we stop learning is the day you know, you just stop growing. Um, one key thing for me, and I've studied a lot of entrepreneurs, even myself, is when I'm not growing, I'm not fulfilled. And that means picking up a book. That means trying a new idea, trying a new business. Um, so it's really important for me to always be growing because your mind, you know, it's something that like your body obviously gets old and old. I'm 41 now. I'm not that old, but, you know, we're getting there. But the mind is something which you can keep educating, keep training. And in technology now, more important now in the lockdown with the businesses I know and I've I've worked with is you've got to adapt. And what does adapt mean? You've got to be constantly learning. 
Um, you know, you're a podcaster. I do podcasting. I'm, all, I'm on YouTube now. Why am I doing that? Because it's the next. I can see the future. We know where it's going. So we want to be always educating ourselves because if I was doing what I did 20 years ago or 20, uh, 15, 20 years ago, which is direct mail, you know, cold calling, you know, where would I be now? I'd probably be nowhere. Whereas using social media, I can now get a message out to a lot more people. And where does your passion for business come from? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I had to think about this because my passion was, it's, it's changed over the years. But initially it was just to, you know, financially and achieve something myself. And the way that I could do that was through a business because in business, there's no one judging you, if that makes sense. You know, you can start a business tomorrow. You don't have to go through a corporate ladder. You know, don't get me wrong. It's very tough in business. I'll probably touch on that. But for me, it was the easiest way to prove something to myself and also build something with a financial aspect, which I could have a better lifestyle that I had growing up. And why was that important to have a better lifestyle? Yeah, it's really important because obviously growing up, you know, seeing my parents work really hard, you know, working 16, 17 hours a day, you know, having a, you know, not having a bedroom till I was 13, 14, because obviously we had a, a smaller house. Um, and we shared the house and I had my brothers and sisters. So it was like a three bed house. And obviously I, I'd moved around to get my bedroom. So for me, it was to do something better. It was to evolve, was to have, you know, my children having a better lifestyle than I had. Now, I don't want to get people, people get mixed with the message. My childhood was good in different kind of ways. And I've now got a challenge with my children to make sure they don't think that everything's easy. So it's kind of re- reversed itself. But for me, it was just to better, just to better myself. Our grandfathers made a real big sacrifice and my parents coming here from a country, uh, from India, coming with nothing, absolutely nothing. And for me, I wanted to take that the next level, you know, make sure that what they sacrificed, that I went on to do better, if that makes sense. Now, you know, only people can judge if I've done better, you know, but for myself, I think as long as I'm growing, as long as I'm evolving, you know, I feel like I would have done them just for, for coming over all them years ago. And where does this sort of mature mindset come from? Did you always have that powerful drive? I think just you have to learn in business. I think in business, you know, whether you're like 19 or 20 or 23 when I kind of got into it, or whether you're 50, you have to build that maturity because I think that's a very good question, Amy, actually, because I'm, I'm looking back now, I'm thinking, why was it? Well, in recruitment, when I was, you know, I'm a 20, 23, 24, when we were tendering for clients like, these big clients, fashion brands, you know, I was sitting around uh, seasoned CEOs and I had to up my game. I had to be mature because they're not going to give us a multi-million pound contract if I'm acting like, you know, I haven't got the, the, they can't believe in what I'm going to deliver. So I think I had to, I had to, there's there's no option. You know, I was, I was playing the game of business where there is no age limit and, you know, 15, eight, well, 16, 17 years ago, it, it was a lot more difficult. Social media wasn't about. So, I think I probably learned that I had to do it in business. And were you always capable? Did you find learning easy when you were growing up? Not really, no. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the best student. Um, I've read more books now than I've read at uni and, and school. You see my bookshelf, I'm always reading now. Um, I think for me, learning about business was a necessity because I needed to be on my A game all the time. You know, no one was at that time when I first started the business, no one was mentoring me at the time. 
You know, I had to pick things, I had to learn things, I had to learn how to recruit staff myself, how to manage staff, how to do all that kind of stuff. So I think I needed the education just to further the business. And then once I started learning these things, it just became a habit that stuck with me forever now. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about some books that we just saw. We, we both read these books. But, you know, I think it's a clear trait in entrepreneurs and business people. Um, learning and reading is so important. I think without, without it, I don't know where I'd be. So you, you mentioned about playing the game of business. Do you see yeah. business as a game? 100%. 100%. And, you know, I, I, was a, I was a good football player. You know, I... You know, I got to a level just before like a schoolboy level, which is the academy now. So I played for Derby until so I was 14, 15. And that was tough. And, I, and I've interviewed a, a professional footballer recently on my podcast. And it's tough. I think for me, in the recruitment world, I hate saying this, but it's true. It was dog eat dog. It was a very competitive industry. I mean, one day you've got it's a client's your best mate. <laughs> the next week, someone's come and took you out or whatever. So I learned really hard that I had to always strategize. I had to be on my A game. I had to always, you know, look at my, my, my sales staff as my forwards, my defenders. So in a sense, it is like football because, you know, you can score own goals, you can score goals. So, I mean, Mark Cuban says it best in his book, you know, you know, business is sport. I think you can, I mean, sport is so like, you can relate to a lot of things, but I think business itself for me, it is a sport, but a very tough sport. I think the great thing about that analogy with sport is that you often fail in sport, but you learn more from failing than you do from your successes. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, so that's why you know I value mentors. You know, I, I like mentors because I can. I know they've been through it. I know they've had the, the kick in the stomach. I know they've been through challenges. And um, I know when I speak to mentors or speak to someone who's been successful in business, I just feel like they're just saying it raw. There's no script. There's no strategy. They just tell you how it, how it, how, you know, how it happened, and give you more, more. They give you the belief. I think that's more important. You know, if they've done it, you can do it. So for me, hundred percent. I think um, you definitely learn from your losses because they hurt. They hurt a lot, but obviously you won't do that again if that makes sense. So why does it? What does it mean so much to you to to be mentoring other people? Yeah. So. I always enjoyed giving back. I mean, whether it was through my team that we built in recruitment or whether it was just, just giving advice. I mean, people used to say to me uh, when I was in you know, business kind of thing, you know, uh, Jay, you just give so much advice away. Why'd you do it? And I wasn't really thinking about mentoring. But a mentor really helped me. In, it, was in, it was in the last recession, 2009, eight, that recession, when I really had no answer to what was happening because – I ran my business, we were really successful. I mean, I, I had the dream car. I was just so on a high, and the recession came out of nowhere. Now, bearing in mind, I didn't have any, like, mentors before. I didn't have anyone to guide me. My parents weren't in business. This was, like, a bit of a shock, probably similar to what some people are doing with COVID now. It's a shock in the system. And my mentor at the time, Mike, when he came to see me, and he kind of gave me some, something like a belief that, you know, not real hardcore advice. He didn't really have, you know, like he didn't remind you that well, but he gave me a few little tips and hints. And the key word just says, Jay, you will get through this. Keep moving forward. Tragize, pivot, but you'll get through it. Just them words changed everything for me because I thought, you know what, I can do this. And then I always thought to myself, when I sell my business, 
I would have run the full cycle of start, scale, sell. Then I wanted to give something back. Does that make sense? And then I didn't know how, but then I was in an article, The Prince's Trust. I was, I was still 34 then. and I look a lot younger than my age. At that time, I looked really young. And uh, they just said, look, can you help with the program? 19 to 31 entrepreneurs. We think you will connect with them because you're young. You're from uh, an area which they probably relate to because a lot of the Prince's Trust you know, they're from five backgrounds, not all of them, some of them. And I said, yeah. And then they recruited me as a business mentor. It's a charity thing anyway. A lot of people do it. And, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed how my knowledge could really further that, you know, and that's so deceit for me. Look, I, I like to do this. And that's what the podcast is all about, the business mentor podcast. So that's your question. Why do I do it? I love giving back. I love giving back. I love helping people. And for me, a message when someone says that I've helped them achieve their goals or they've won a contract, we've done that, that means a lot to me. I just think it's really important to, you know, give something back as well. Why do you think it's so important? Because ultimately, you know, we're here for a short space of time. And, um, and I think we'll be left with memories. When I look back at my career, when I'm older, you know, what, what is it going to be? Is it going to be the cars? Is it going to be the house? Is it going to be whatever? Or is it going to be uh people's lives that have changed you know whether it's my daughters my family you know who who who's who what will i be fulfilled with and i know studying from the greats i know that you know i'd love for people to, to to have taken my knowledge for them to better their lives because ultimately you know we need to pass that down don't we and if i can do my bit i think it's really important um, and i think it will give me a fulfillment that materialistically i won't get from anything else and business for you, it has, has evolved and you've grown businesses, you've built, scaled and then sold them. What elements do you enjoy the most? Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, the startup phase is the toughest, but it's the most enjoyable. You know, I had so much fun starting my, my businesses. And although it is stressful, when you look back, you think that was so cool. And when they get to a level when they're really big and you get different pressures, of course. Um, but for, for me... You've got to enjoy the process. Well, and, and, and let me let me make this message clear because people just don't get this. I don't think that doesn't mean it's not going to be stressful. That doesn't mean you know you're going to record a podcast for an hour and it didn't record, right? And you're stressed. What what happened? It means you've got to enjoy the wins along the way, little tiny wins. Um, and I learned that very early on because I was you know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast or people trying to do something they put so much pressure on themselves because they want that big goal straight away. But just really honestly break it down. If you've had a good win, just enjoy it. That doesn't mean going out and celebrating and buying champagne. Have a cup of coffee. Just relax. Watch a bit of TV. Little things like that. So for me, I think the journey has got to be enjoyed. And I look back now, when I document my life, and I look back and, and, and read stuff, I think, you know what, they were the great days. And I've got plenty more going forward. And I'll probably look at this podcast and we'll, oh, what a great time this was. Lockdown, for me, will probably be an opportunity to look back and people will reflect on it. So I think, yeah, 100%, I think, you know, in business, enjoy the journey, enjoy the wins, because, you know, the pressures of business is there all the time anyway. And what have been the habits that have served you the best in, in your working? I mean, you mentioning, do you actually journal? Is that something you do? Yeah, I've, I've journaled. Quite a lot. I mean, I used to do it on, um, I used to do it in diaries. I don't know if you can see, there's so many of these. These, these, are like, these are yearly diaries that I used to keep. 
So every day I'd, I'd write in a diary and I'll do it online now because obviously you can. But, you know, I've always journaled. I've always written down what my goals are. I always, you know, plan my day. I always do a morning routine. Now, does that always happen? No. Especially with kids, things, things can change very quickly. But I try and keep a consistency of doing daily tasks each day. Now, why do I do that? Because obviously, as an entrepreneur, so many things happening in the world and so many things happening. Sometimes you can have a day of so much and, and think you've achieved nothing. So it's just making sure that each day I'm just making my small steps, small steps, because ultimately I know that will get me to my main goal. Um, and that's what I can control, right? I can control these little things, activities. I can't control what's going to happen in the future. I can see it, but I've got to build these steps to get there. Um, so I think my truth, you know, if I look at my success, is discipline and consistency, doing it every single day. Um, I'm trying to do it on the off days as well, but taking that time out. You know, if you have an off day, I've realized something, Amy, and this took me a while to realize is when I'm having a, a bad day, I write the day off. I don't have it often, but I used to fight it. I used to really fight uh, a bad day and think I've got to make it better. But now I've realized if I'm having a good day, um, I'll just take time out, have a coffee. I mean, I don't drink that much coffee, but have a drink, you know, just, just relax, go for a walk, and then come back at it. Whereas I think a lot of entrepreneurs starting off don't realize they feel like they've got to go hard all the time, but you're not really efficient that way. Do you find it easy to, to live in the present with, with so many goals and having that future plans? I don't find it easy, you know, but um, I think by consistently challenging your thoughts, I think it makes it easier. And writing the daily goals, like I mentioned um, just, just before, I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we've got to be visionaries. You've got to look forward because that, that's what drives your ambition and that's what keeps you going through tough times. Um, but over time, I think with experience, I mean, I'm different to what I was 15 years ago. I'm a bit more calmer. You know, I don't let any, everything impact me like I used to. So I think as you get older, you get wiser. Um, so I think it's a lot easier now to stay in the presence than it was before because, because you want to get somewhere so fast. Whereas now... I know it's a process, I know it's a journey, I know it's going to take time, and I've got to be patient with it. And once you know that, you kind of stop trying to run too fast, uh, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And, and it's taken me sort of 40 years, to I'm 45 now, but at the point where I realised that I could be whatever I wanted to be, and that I could be a midlife beginner, I call it. Uh, but it's it's very much a case of adopting the right habits I also journal and from the day that I started reading the miracle morning that was 1270 days ago and I've journaled every day since I I am 100% with you on, on adopting those habits but what I'm trying to say is does it take till you get older to have this kind of realization can we uh, introduce that to people sooner yeah, 100%. Of course, you know, I had to do it very early on. I'm just saying I'm better at it because experience mm. makes you better. But I had to do that day and night. Now, with my recruitment agency, it was a 24-7 operation because we dealt with manufacturing clients. So, you know, I was always on it. I had to be on it. And uh, that has its different challenges. But I think you're right. You know, the quicker you open your mind to it, then the easier it is. Now, obviously, you know, we're both 40-plus now. So I'm saying... You know, 20 years ago, I mean, this information wasn't as available as it is now. So we haven't got the excuse where, you know, we didn't have the mentors, we didn't have the podcasts. But again, we have a different challenge where because you've got too much information on what's right and what's wrong. So I'm not saying we've got it, we've got it like, you know, 
people have got it easy. I think it's just different challenges. I think habits are really important. And if you can get that habit of journaling, and the reason why journaling works is because it gives you perspective and also it allows you to breathe and say, I have achieved something. Do you know what I mean? Um, time goes so fast. You know, we're, God, 40 plus. I can remember, I still feel like I'm 17, want to play football in the park. So 100%, to answer your question, you can start it straight away. But just stick with it. Stick with it, you know. You know, the miracle one, the book you've recommended, you know, read something like that, which gives you the philosophy behind why you're doing it. And you're very aligned with with why you're doing what you're doing. How many people do you find in in the in your work in the business that are aligned like that? Good question. Good question. I think finding your why is not as easy as people make out. And um, it can change. Obviously, you have different cycles in your, in your lifestyle. But I think in business, many people, the why is financial. And I find that that shouldn't be the why. And I'll give you an example. I can remember in, I think it will be one of our best years. It must have been just prior to the recession. And I had uh, the dream car, which Master Martin, my dream car. Um, I had... I had a lifestyle of partying, you know, travel the world, you know, Thailand, Dubai, I was doing everything. And I, my business was running really well. And I think there's a part of me that I realized the materialistic things wasn't going to make me happy, if that makes sense. For the moment it does, but it doesn't. So my bigger why was to obviously then have a family and then be able to help other people. So it's a difficult one with business owners because they go in with financial and I did the same. But I think if you're going to look beyond that and what you're going to do, because I'm not told this story much, but I'll tell you, my, probably my worst day was selling my business. My worst after that was difficult because once I'd sold my business, I didn't really have a purpose. And I can remember, and I remember speaking to Neville Wright about it because he sold his business. I said, Neville, I wish your book was written when I'd sold it because I searched for so much information on what do you do when you've sold a business? I couldn't find it. And I tried to start another business and it just didn't work. So it's interesting how your why has got to be a bit bigger than just like a financial goal. It's got to be what do you want to do? Now, my why is to give back and to leave a legacy to help other people, to be, you know, for my legacy to, to live on after me. And that's not an egoistic thing. You know, I don't want to be like, you know, people, you know, Jaden and Jaden. It's just that that could change someone's life growing up. Um, so in answer to your question, I, I don't think many people really know their why, unless they're challenged. And then they go deep. And I'm sure you've had your conversations with people and they realize their why came a bit later on. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anyone's teaching this. I don't know if anyone's going deep into it. But that's a great thing. But here's entrepreneur. This is entrepreneurship. No one teaches you how to do it. And you can go to every course you want, but no one will put you in the roller coaster of what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, for one minute you're like in like doing really well, and suddenly boom, the recession comes. You're like, oh, why is it happening? So um, it's an interesting question. And I, I'm, I think if you asked a lot of people, they probably struggle to answer it. 
Yeah, they do. They're, absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of this is to to bring on people who have been able to focus on their why and are living sort of a life that is aligned with what they their passion is. And, and for me, this podcast is all about just challenging people's status quo and moving them from a position of existing to living and just thinking about what it is they're doing and is it something that they are passionate about? And if not, could it, could it be that they do that? They move into that. Well, what, are you, what are you finding, Amy, in your conversations and this topic? What are you are you finding... People have got their why. What's your sort of uh, feedback on that? Ironically, the majority of people who have shared their why so far has been from a huge point of pain. Um, there's been an epiphany or there's been a near-death experience or there's been a huge driver towards shaking their lives up. And then from that point, it, they've been absolutely on fire because they, they are now so aligned with what they're doing. So that there is definitely that for for the majority of people, not all, but what I'm trying to sort of evoke is that it doesn't have to be that you get pushed into a corner so much so that you then have to change from that position. You can actually take responsibility sooner than that, and and that's the premise of this is just to make people aware. And that is probably the best bit of advice that someone could get is to change when you don't have to change, because when you when you have to change because you're forced upon it, and I was talking to someone about this, about how a lot of people now in the corporate world where jobs are going to go are going to be forced to change. And a lot of people ain't going to be up for the fight because it is difficult. So and it, and it, you need a strong mindset. And a lot of these people have been given, like, you know, a job of ease, if that makes sense. So... You know, if, if this message can help people to change, which I'm sure you, that's the goal of your podcast, I think that's very powerful. And if they can change now, you know, my, my mentor always told me, Jay, it's very easy to sell when you don't have to sell, as in like your business and, you know, like, you know, products and services. And he's so right, because when you're up against it, it's very difficult. Uh, but yeah, no, I think if people can really wake up to it now, wow, how powerful is that? You mentioned earlier that you you see it as really important to to change lives, and that you in your giving and in your mentoring, especially working with the Princess Trust, you're doing exactly that. What have you done to to change these people's lives? Yeah, I mean, it's been quite easy in a sense that if uh, what I've noticed is the information I can give them is 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 for, from my raw experience. So I've not had to study. You know, simple questions of like, uh, Jay, you know, what do I do in business? How do I grow it? Do I get staff on board? You know, marketing budgets, is it right for me? And sometimes it's not right for them. So it's it's been, I can't really put my finger on, I did one little process that worked for them. It's just sharing my knowledge of what I did when I was in that situation, if that makes sense. And um, and that's why, we, that's why I enjoy it. That's why it, do, it doesn't really feel like it's much effort. Now, if you speak to a mentor, you know, when you speak to a mentor, ask them a question, you just see how much energy they give with the response. It's like it's coming from a raw experience. And just that energy, I find, when you pass that down to them, gives that person the belief. Does that make sense? So for me, when someone tells you something and they've been through it, it's just that much more powerful. Because you think, yeah, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. And then it makes you also so that you can do the same. So 
I've really enjoyed the process. I enjoy it. I enjoy having the conversation. It's not a chore. It's an enjoyment for me. Now, do we have deep conversations and hard conversations? Yeah, of course, because you've got to be honest. You've got to, you, you, you can't, you know, hide behind the truth. And that's the whole point of helping them. Um, but, you know, is it difficult for me? Not really, because I'm just telling them what I know. And if I don't know it, I can go and ask my other mentors and they've got the information. And I think that's something to really pick up on is, is the uh, putting the ego aside and asking for help. Oh, you, do you know what? That is what I, I mean. I've documented this on my videos and I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't open up. And I was the same, by the way, because when I was doing really well and I had the cars and, and had a really successful business, the last thing I wanted to tell someone is I'm in trouble because ultimately, especially my mentor, because my mentor at the time, he was my landlord. So he'd walk in and he was very successful and, you know, he had a private jet. Now to me, from where I am, someone owning a jet, God, that was amazing. Now I say it's like Dallas back in the day, you know, J.R. Ewing type thing. I was so like, wow, you got a jet? Wow, how can that happen? You are showing your age now, just just referencing Dallas. That's really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love that show. But anyway, so what happened was when he would come round, he'd always say to me, Jay, I see, you know, you're, you're like me when I when he was younger drive the hunger and to me I took that as such a compliment that I never really wanted to ever say to that person I'm struggling does that make sense so but on that particular occasion when I was in the office I need to come in and my head was down and I was didn't know what to do I had to make all this stuff redundant for some reason I opened up to him I said look I'm, I'm really struggling and that really I'm grateful I did that because if I didn't he probably wouldn't have given me the advice and the time and the, and the help. And he probably would have flew back off where he, uh, the Isle of Man where he lives. So in answer to your question, it's really, really important, you know, to open up. Because if you don't open up and you don't be honest with your mentor or the person you work with or even your co-partner or whatever, then you're really going to go down this path of just fighting against something which you need to let out. So I encourage every entrepreneur to, you know, take the help. You know, take what's an offer, um, especially if you're struggling, and reach out. Most people who genuinely want to help, they will help you out. But don't try and fight it. There's too many people I know that are going through psychological problems because they didn't open up at the right time. You know, just just be honest. There's not a competition who's going to be the best, right? It, everyone's here on their own purpose. And I always said no one's going to put food on my table and vice versa. Let's just help each other out. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll be stronger together, right? Surely. I love that. So how do we filter through all the information that we're being bombarded with right now? That's an amazing question, Amy. You know what? That's something. When, when I started, like, obviously, the Princess Trust, and I started, like, getting the training, uh, we started helping people with the training because they kept asking me for help. I think you've really got to do your research. I think that's one definite, definite thing. And look, and I think, look, this is my thing. I think a business takes time, effort, and at times investment. Now, if you haven't got the money, you can put the hard graft in, and, and, and you can use a sweat equity, which I call just going hard at it and doing everything. But I think to filter out, you've got to do your research. You've got to actually make sure that the information you're getting is validated somewhere. And for me, business can be easy, but it's not. There's no get quick rich. In my, in my mind. Now, can you build an income very quickly? Of course you can. 
if you've got certain aspects. But, but for me, just be very, very open with the information you get. Test it, measure it. Test it, measure it, put the action steps in. Um, a lot of people, I think, take a lot of training, but they actually don't do anything with it. Do you know what I mean? So for me, personally, when I used to do training, my main goal was to prove that trainer wrong, right? And you, you might think that's a bit weird, but I just want to prove him wrong. And you know what? By doing that, it just put me into action. And I'd get on with it and I'd be out of the blocks and I'd just be doing loads of stuff. And it works anyway, because as you do the training, you ask, you ask the right questions. So with lots of information there is there, but I, I think action, you've got to take the action. You know, you've got to take the action. I think that's what's missing, you know, in training and successes. People overload themselves with training, but you've got to go to action. If you look at property, you've got to go and do the viewing. You've got to make the offer. You've got, you know, you've got to go through your property falling away and it doesn't quite make it. I think to filter it, first thing is do your research with open mind, second and put the action in. And also not have an immediate expectation that things are going to have that instant gratification mindset. You've got to work hard. There's no quick, as you say, quick, get rich. Yeah, I, I think the problem we've got probably is probably the messages that we get now. I mean, there's so many messages about, you know, become a millionaire overnight. This is going to make you a million. I think, see, I think the train, I think people who do that, I don't think they need to do it. I think if they just be honest, say, look, this can take you six months. This might take you a year. This will make you financially free, but it might take you 10 years. Are you up for the, are you up for the challenge? You, of course. Of course. But I think what happens is, and this is, this is a bit like, I think it's probably the right, wrong thing is, is you, you're trying to appeal to people who just want that golden nugget. It's probably the most vulnerable people, if you ask me, because if you're selling someone the dream or a quick, a quick rich thing, then what you're appealing to someone is in desperation. Because most entrepreneurs are most successful people who wanna who wanna do really well and who wanna, you know, who understand business will understand that the get, get quick rich model isn't really straight away it's not instant so it's a difficult one that's why i think you need to do your research but we are bombarded with constant messages of that me me and you you know we're experienced so we can probably see everything but some people can't like and my concern is as people now like from covid i think people think it may be redundant they're probably going to businesses now my concern is these people are not really know enough about the industry to realize what's good and what's bad and if they invest all their redundancy, I'll give you a quick example. You know, I, I get these calls quite often. People want to start a recruitment agency because I did want to build one. And the amount of times I've had people who've who left a job and said, look, I've got my redundancy money. Um, I want to start an agency. Uh, can you help me? And the first thing I say to them, and, and they t- tell me they're going to get the office. They're going to get all this stuff. And I said, have you got any contracts? Have you got any signed agreements? And the amount of times I've turned them away and said, look, I'll be honest with you, it's going to be so tough, so tough. Are you up for the challenge? It's not, my friend said it's easy. Now, I'm going to tell you how it's, it's, it's competitive. And I've stopped them from wasting their money. Now, some people won't do that. They'll probably take people's money and put them on some courses, if that makes sense. So it's, it, it, it's a difficult one. But I think if more of us are putting this message out there, that takes time. I think more people, more people have told me I've, I've put them off doing things. And I say, you know what? It's probably good because you went on for it. So, so that, that's probably a good thing. 
And where does that sort of mentality of proving people wrong or even just proving yourself wrong, where does that come from? I think probably when I was younger, you know, people said I, I, I won't make it to play for Derby when I was younger. And um, I had to prove them wrong. A competitive, I'm, I, I like sport. I'm quite competitive. And if someone says no to me, I'm going to do it. You know, someone said to me uh, about the podcast, a business podcast, you really going to do a business podcast? Everyone's got a business podcast, but I did it and we're established podcasts. And we've had some really, really big guests and they like to come on my show, which is great. Um, in business, I was told I couldn't do business. I, I was told I was rubbish at sales. I was told that I could never win a contract. And do you know what? That drove me. It hurts. It does hurt. When someone tells you very close to you, without going too deep into that, you're not going to be successful in business and tells you time and time again. And you're going into one of the most competitive industries in an area which you don't even know, that takes some mindset. And if you're going to ask me where I get my mindset, I'd always look back to my granddads who came from India with nothing and with no language barrier. And they came and they settled. They did really well. So I always go back and say, if they can do it, I can do it. So, you know, I, I just think, when people say I can't do something, I want to do it. And trust me, you know, um, I will give my all. I will give my all for myself, for anyone working with. And, you know, sometimes I don't make it. And there's plenty of businesses I could tell you about that I didn't make it and I've lost money on them. And it probably wasn't the right thing to do. I shouldn't have started a catering company. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. But you know what? I look back and think it's great knowledge I can pass on one day. Um, so in a sense to your question... When people say you can't, I can't do something, I want to do more. Yeah, good or bad. It's, it's worked out okay so far. Is that how you motivate your mentees? Yeah, I think my mentees, I think, what the, I think my feedback from my mentees is, and I ask them, you know, uh, what is it? And they, they love my stories. They love the way I, 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 when I tell them something, I'll go deeper. My, you know, I have a mentoring session um, and it'll be booked for maybe an hour and I've probably gone for two and a half hours talking. Then I ring them after, I WhatsApp them, I, I, I'd call them on the way back. I randomly just call them, you know, probably don't have anything back to do, but how are you doing? Is everything all right? Are you doing all right? Is that okay? Because I don't work with lots of people. I work with a handful because what you've got to understand is a lot of the people that approach me want to start a business or they haven't got a business. So what I always say to them is go to my podcasts and listen to all the lessons. Now, if you've got an established business and it's doing well, you want to recruit staff, you want to take the next level, you need some kind of growth plan and exit strategy, of course, I can give you a bit more knowledge on that. But initially, just go through all the podcasts. It's free information. The reason I wanted to give it free is because I know for me to find a mentor it was very difficult. Luckily, I got one to me, but I get asked the question, Jay, I can't find a mentor, I can't find a mentor, mentor's too busy, hence the reason why I created the podcast. That makes sense. So, you know, my mentees, yeah, that's the kind of feedback I get, you know, I try and over deliver, you know, even people who don't work with me, my mentees, they're my friends. And I want them to do, I want them to do so, I really want them to do well so much that sometimes people say to me, Jay, you've got to relax because, you know, you want it more than them. And, uh, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What does a relaxed Jay look like? Oh, relaxed Jay, what can I say? Um, I think... My wife probably said I'm quite funny. So I like I like joking about, I like pranking about, I love messing around my kids, playing hide and seek. You know, I, I, I you know, I just like when my kids are keeping me young, man, they're quite young. They, you know, they want to do everything I'm doing now. They want to do me. I've had I've had on my podcast recently and 
we've got a studio which which they come to so i've got them all the time but i would like to you know i just like having fun you know i like having fun um and um you know as entrepreneurs i don't think we relax enough to be fair and i think what covid i mean this this lockdown has done to me and i think probably you know in the old era the office shuts and you start working right so my office is a shut at the moment the studio is shut but here i've got an office at home <laughs> that's a good thing or a bad thing but i've just been on it all the time you know i get in my office in the morning i'm up in the morning i'm working i've probably done a lot more po- done more podcast interviews I've, i could think of at the moment you know what i would normally do um but i'm just constantly working so i think it's important to take a time out but with my kids i'll go for a walk you know, i've got a nice countryside in derby um i go out and about in, in the garden now we've got a pool for them so you know the kids keep me young and relaxed. Um, so, yeah. And do you yeah. tell your kids stories like you tell your mentees? Well, the kids are always watching my stuff on YouTube now, so they probably know more about me than I do. Um, and, you know, with the kids, I mean, the biggest challenge for me, just tend to work hard at school and keep focused. I mean, the, the, the mindset, so my, my, my oldest daughter is nine years old and she's very confident. She's confident with everything. She sometimes helps my business now. She's like, it, it's crazy. So this is crazy. So she's been off school. They're, they're in half term. So she's set alarm for six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to work. So I'll probably get about half six. My morning routine shifted a bit. Then I go down to our little gym downstairs. And she's up in the morning. She says, Daddy, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. She's so hungry to, to do stuff. So, I mean, I just tell her about hard work, dedication. I'm trying to... Tell not tell too much because you've got to be careful because you want them to become their own character. She loves music and that. So I'm not like saying to her, like, you need to be in business, you need to do this. So I don't go to level of deep stories, um, but there will be a time where I'm sure she'll, um, she'll ask me questions which are probably a bit more advanced. That's great. That's, I'm excited for, for them growing up. I mean, I've got older kids now, mine are 17 and 15. So they're just that sort of few years on. But actually, it's been incredible watching them adopt sort of the things that I've been talking about yeah. at, on my podcast, but without realizing that they're listening. Because I, I, I try not to preach at home because that just does not work. You know, you tell your kids to do something, they will not do that. Obviously, that's not how it works at all. But if you just do and they see you, suddenly I've got, I was earwigging one of the conversations my daughter had the other day and she was talking to them about the importance of knowing your chronotype. There was a book called The Power of When. I don't know if you know this. But it's, yeah. all, it's all about understanding your natural rhythms, your sort of circadian rhythms, and whether you're a bear, a wolf, a dolphin, or a lion, which is what I am. And it's really interesting to understand what you are naturally, and actually you're mostly out of sync sometimes. What's that, what's that book called? It's called The Power of When. Power of When. You know, I was starting to feel really guilty. Everybody comes out with a, a sort of a book list after they spend time with me. <laughs> Yeah. What? So, so with your, with your, it's interesting because your children are older than mine. Yeah. So, are you seeing their their mindset, mind like mindset shift? Are you seeing like, do they want to be something different? How have you seen that go with the older older type children? I think I think what I've seen with my kids, and they've gone through this lockdown period very well because they they they're very adapted to independent living anyway. That's the way that my husband and I've brought them up. So they've been really okay. Um, they've obviously missed their friends, but they're both quite focused on understanding that they they know that they can live their passion now and this podcast obviously is testament that that's the way I live my my way um and they 
it's a whole sort of ikigai scenario. They, they know that they can do what they, what they love doing and they can make a living out of that. And for me, that's probably the greatest gift is that they don't feel that they have to do anything from a perspective of an exterior motivation. They can do it from themselves. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing because, I mean, that, that's, that's probably the one gift that you'd want to give your children, wouldn't you? To have the belief to follow your passion. And obviously we've probably, I think I'm not too sure about yourself, but I'm sure you've been through challenges to try and break through the barrier to get where we are now. But yeah, I'm excited to see their journey. I'm sure they'll be great uh, at what they do. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my goodness, it's been amazing. The time has flown. I can't believe it. It's it's (sighs) been such a great conversation with you, Jay. How do people get in contact with you? I know you don't um, take on everybody, but if they had a question or something, what's the best way to... Yeah, so if you go to, uh, we're just revamping our website. If you go to Jay hyphen dylan.com it's my website on there there's a bit about my story um it's getting updated now so probably in about a few weeks we'll have some like resources um my mentoring stuff's on there so you can reach and have a look at that but what i encourage anybody who's looking at you know going into business or they're at a, a stage where they're just starting their business then um listen to the podcast it's called the business mentor podcast i've interviewed a lot of people on there i mean some very successful people um, from billionaires to to people who've just started their business very quickly. In fact, Amy, we did a 30-day business challenge, uh, myself and one of my mentees, because I think there's so much talk of how things happen. I think practically on a business level, people need to want to know how quick it is. So in 30 days, we created a digital business, which you can um, – uh, it's about a white label product that we did. The, the trade show it's an amazing story and we've documented that and people have copied that model and been successful so i'd look at the 30-day business channel cha- uh, challenge um yeah i'm on instagram i'm on uh, instagram i think it's Jaden uk facebook uh but youtube so if you go to my youtube channel which is jay dylan i'm now putting interviews on youtube so we've had quite a few interviews on there as well so i mean i'm pretty much everywhere so i'm and, and reach out if you've got any questions reach out I'm more than happy to to answer or help in any way I can to on your journey fantastic well I'll make sure all of those links get put into the show notes so if people didn't quite catch them they can just look at the show notes and get those no problem one final message to the audience what would that be I think for me if I want to say I'd say believe in yourself and fulfill your potential you know I think just just truly believe in yourself because you can do whatever you want to do Um, as long as you're willing to put the work in and time in and be patient and learn from people who've been that been there before through their books through their podcasts and yeah i mean we're here for a short time you know we're 40 plus now and it's happening in a blink and our kids are growing up so fast so there's no point doing something you don't want to do unless you have to do it and start now you know start now and uh, I'm sure you guys will be a great success.